0: You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now
1: in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus
2: with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by
1: Seahawks.com.
2: What's up, 12s? This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 15. The Hawks travel east to take on the Washington football team. But let's check in with Nassie with these injury updates.
0: Thanks, bump. Well, it was definitely a mixed bag when it comes to the injuries for the Seahawks at this point in the week. So I'll start with the bad side of things. Uh, Head coach Pete Carroll gave a not so promising update on the status of second round pick Daryl Taylor.
1: We're really running out of time. You know, next week is the, is really the last shot for us to get get a chance, and and uh, you know he'll have to jump out then. And the treatment that he, that he went through um, does kind of culminate this week. We'll see how that what that means. I don't mean to give you any any hope at this point, other than we just got to wait and see, but. Um, it's not too late, you know. Fortunately, we might have some some more games to play, and if we're fortunate enough, and we'd love to have him available. Starting right tackle Brandon Shell, who worked really hard to be available against the Jets last week,
0: tweaked his ankle once again, and his status is most likely not going to be known until game time. What is Brandon Shell's status? Are you hoping he'll be able to practice and play this week? I know you said that on Monday, but
1: yes, he, he yes, that, that's really that's where we are right now. And but like you know, these are those. I always kind of say the same thing. We'll have to wait till the end of the week to see how he develops. I Can't call it now. Um, we, we won't practice him today and I'll end on a positive note tight end Greg Olson who was injured on that Thursday night game
0: back in November against the Cardinals is way ahead of schedule
1: he's made an extraordinary recovery to, to get to this right now so we're going to practice him during the week and see what happens see how he does
0: do you think it's possible that he could
1: actually play this week it, it is it's possible
0: also don't forget to join us for the huddle each and every Thursday from noon to two hosted by Jake and Stacy, along with Seahawks color analyst Dave Wyman it's your chance to hear directly from Seahawks players as they prepare you for Sunday and preview the game ahead with the voice of the Seahawks, Steve Rabel, and our guy, Ray Roberts. All right, Bump, you know what time it is. Who's next?
2: Go! Who's next? Go! Who's next? The Washington football team is next. They are six and seven, first place in the NFC East. You look at that record. You say six and seven, NFC East, nothing crazy. The NFC East has been the most successful division the last three weeks in the NFL. So you cannot sleep on the division. You can't sleep on these guys coming off four straight wins. We played an NFC East team before coming off three or four straight wins, and we see how that went. Notable wins, uh. Steelers, they beat the Steelers, they beat the 49ers, they've beaten the Cowboys twice, beaten Cincinnati and Philly. At one point of the season, they lost five in a row, but this team has found a way to bounce back, even with all the quarterback issues they have going on. Is it Kyle Allen? Is it Dwayne Haskins? Is it Alex Smith? It's been Alex Smith as of late, and he's been getting it done. Last week, these guys beat the 49ers 23-15, to extending their win streak to four games. This team is dangerous right now. You cannot sleep on the Washington football team.
0: No question about it. And you you mentioned it the last time. I don't think the entire Seahawks team did this, but the last time most people were like, "Hey, that's another NFC East team. They're in first place, but who cares? They have a losing record." The Giants came in the Lumen Field and got the job done. So, no one on this in this organization can be taking these guys lightly. Like you said, they've won four in a row. And the thing about them, we'll get into it a lot later, is their defense is a problem. Um, And those kind of lead in the main storylines from that game against the 49ers. Uh, First, you mentioned Alex Smith. So he uh, strained his calf, and that's the same leg that he injured in 2018. We know famously how scary that was. He almost died from it, came back. His story is incredible. But he was pulled from the game from muscle tightness. Uh, Cut Coach Ron Rivera said it was out of abundance of caution, and he could have returned to the game in an emergency situation if need be. Um, in that game, he played okay. I mean, he had 50, played 50% of snaps, won 8 of 19 for 57 yards and a pick. Probably his worst stat line since he came back to the starting role. Former first round pick, Dwayne Haskins, played the rest of the game. He went 7 and 12 for 52 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. So offensively, they're not great. They got some, That's they're crazy. okay. Yeah. But bump, this defense, man, this defense is no Ooh. joke.
2: Defense is no joke. It starts with that defensive line highlighted by Chase Young and Monte Sweat. Um, Chase Young, man. Last game, six tackles, two tackles for loss, one sack, two passes defended, one forced fumble and a fumble return for 47-yard touchdown. He checked almost every box. He might have checked every box in the defensive stat sheet. This guy is the truth. He I didn't realize how big he was. I looked him up. Dude is 6'5", 250 pounds, flying off the edge, really strong with his hands and he's a great athlete. Um, You got to watch after this dude. We're going to get into the matchups a little bit later. Okay. But uh, the 49ers, they played against the 49ers. Nick Mullins played. Okay. 25 for 45, 260 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I want to show Nick Mullins a little bit of love, man, because he might not be winning a bunch of ball games, but for some reason that 49ers offense runs a bit smoother with him than it does with Jimmy. At least that's the way it looks. I don't know what the numbers look like, but Got to show Nick Bowen some love, but when you got that defensive line that the Washington football team has, he, they're going to make it tough on anybody. Now, a bright spot for the 49ers was Brandon IU, the kid out of Arizona State. Had 10 receptions for 119 yards. Let's look at this head-to-head matchup Nas, Offensively, Hawks got them. Hawks are sixth overall. They're 30th. Rush offense, Hawks 11th. They're 24th. 24, sorry. Pass offense, Hawks are seventh. They are 26th points per game the hawks are putting up 30.2 that's third in the league and the washington football team are putting up 22.1 that is 24th in the league but let's highlight
0: this defense this defense it's a completely different story and honestly the washington football team has one of the best defenses in, in the national football league no question about it total defense are number four rush defense they're number nine pass defense are number three in points per game only giving up 21 points a game they're that ranks sixth and the seahawks defense has improved greatly. The numbers don't really show it. They're still 32nd in pass defense. They're 27th in total defense, but that's up from 32. And if you look at the last 10, <laughs> since week 10, they're, they're yeah. a top 10 defense. But just to give you some, com, for comparison's sake, how good Washington football team's defense has been, they've allowed 1,000 yards less than the Seahawks have in totality this year. A G-ball. So, I mean, a they're G, doing it. Goodness gracious. They are doing it.
2: Yeah, this defense is uh, is ridiculous. You look on film. They got guys everywhere. The defense, the D-line is the highlight, but they got guys on every level who can make a play. Now, let's dig in to the archives, the encyclopedias. You guys don't know about none about that.
0: What about Know Your History, Now Hook us up. Know Your History. I know a little bit about some encyclopedias now. <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica, go to the library, check that thing out. Oh, my goodness. What a world we used to live in. All right, know your history. Series record, Washington leads the all-time series 12-8. to eight. Uh, They're 12-5 and five against the Seahawks um, in the regular season, but they're 0-3 against the Hawks in the playoffs, most notably when the Seahawks came from behind win in the wildcard playoffs during the 2012 season. Russell's rookie year, Seahawks erased a 14-0 lead, scoring 24 unanswered points, giving Russell Wilson his first playoff win and the Seahawks' first road playoff win since the 80s. So that broke a huge streak, as you remember, that was back when RG3 was still a really good quarterback. He hurt yeah. his knee, never really been the same. That was the beginning of this run that the Seahawks had been on for the la- most of the last decade. Um, last meeting, 2017, the Washington football team came to CenturyLink Field at the time, now Lumen Field, beat the Seahawks 17-14. to 14. Um, Seahawks took the lead with one minute, 34 seconds to go in the game with a 30-yard touchdown pass on Doug Baldwin, and he absolutely cooked Josh Norman. To get open yes. for that. Um, however, it wasn't enough. And Kurt Cousins. Kurt yeah, Cousins. I said it. Kurt Cousins led Washington down the field with two deep passes for the go-ahead score for a shocking upset in Seattle. I remember that game pretty clearly because at that time, I think the Seahawks were 5-2. and two, And that's when things really started to spiral for that team. Guys started getting hurt. And that was the only time the Seahawks have not made the playoffs under Russell Wilson. So, hopefully... We never get to see that again, and it's different this time around as we go to Washington East to play the Washington football team. It's so weird saying that, but I'm working really hard <laughs> to keep saying Washington football team. I'm just trying to drive it into existence. Uh, I'm forcing it. I gotta. I talk really
2: slowly when I say <laughs> their name because I don't want to get fined. No fines coming over here. What's the word in the West?
0: Put my soldiers out.
2: And the Seahawks are the
0: NFC West champs again.
2: What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? What's the word? I shall tell you what the word is. The Rams are nine and four. Hawks are nine and four. Cardinals are seven and six, and the Niners are five and eight. Now the Hawks didn't make up any grounds in the standings in Week 13 but they did keep pace with the Rams. Rams won their game. They're nine and four. So did the Seahawks right now. They are the fifth seed in the playoffs. If they were to play today, they will play the Washington football team. Now this game, when you think about this game, Nas playing against the Washington football team, it'll be nice to get a win. You want to get a win, but it will not determine if, the hawks win the nfc west but that doesn't mean you don't want to get this w you want to go back east and play well against a football team who has one of the best defenses in the league this is going to be a nice little test for the seahawks to see have they really corrected things on offense
0: no question about it this is like a a midterm right before your final exam essentially because you got the the rams that's going to decide the nfc west and where the seahawks are ultimately seated but like you said, it doesn't have an impact this weekend against the football te- Washington football team, but it's going to be good to kind of give us a measuring stick on our offense to kind of see where we're at. Now, the Seahawks still do have an outside shot at the number one seed in the playoffs. However, that's going to require some help. They'd have to win out and hope the Saints and Packers not only lose a game, but they need to lose a game against NFC opponents so the Seahawks can climb back in the tiebreaker. Unfortunately, that loss to the Giants really hurt the Seahawks because it's another division or conference loss. So that's still on the table. Um, we'll kind of wait and see how things play out. Obviously, number one seed would be great, but Seahawks just got to take care of who's on their schedule first. Speaking of, we'll talk about the Rams. The Rams beat the Patriots last week on Thursday Night Football 24 to 3. And man, bump! We saw some history, man. The Rams officially ended the most successful run we've seen an NFL team have. The Patriots will not win the AFC East for the first time since 2007, when Tom Brady towards ACL, missed that whole year. Thirteen years has been. These dudes just hang
2: up banners. They get the the Patriots used to get the banners pre-made like before the <laughs> season starts. They yep. look. Just hold on to this. We'll hang it up later. It's nice to see some change. It's nice to see. I'm glad the Bills are doing their thing. I, I'm upset that they beat the, the Seahawks, but it's nice to see the Bills doing their thing. The Miami Dolphins doing their thing. We all know about those Jets. They are not doing anything at all in that division. But you mentioned 2007 when, when Tom Brady tore his ACL. That's why you can't tackle quarterbacks low anymore yep. because old Tommy boy got tackle tackled. I believe it was against the Cincinnati Bengals and he tore his stuff. Now. Jared Goff was pretty average as usual. I feel like we say this every week. Once mm-hmm. or twice a year, he might have a game where he blows stuff up. But pretty average, 16 to 25, 137 yards, one touchdown, one interception. But, man, the Rams might have found their, their running back. Acres went Ooh. off. Cam is a kid out of Florida State, 171 yards on 29 carries. Almost six yards per carry. They got some going in that backfield.
0: Oh, yeah. Acres is scary, man. They, they were kind of running back by committee. They had about three guys going, Henderson and the other kid. But Akers has jumped out in front and shown you exactly who he is. And, man, whoo, he's going to be a problem. And you know who else is a problem? Aaron Donald, man, and that Rams defense, man. Allowed just three points, had a pick six, had six sacks. Week 16, the Seahawks not only are going to have the work cut out for them just because the Rams, no matter who is coaching, who is on the roster, plays the Seahawks team very tough. And we saw what happened the first time they played. It's going to be a huge game everything's going to be on the line. It's essentially going to decide the NFC West. So definitely can't wait for that matchup because the Rams are going to come to play and they are also a top three defense. So it's going to be tough.
2: It's going to be tough. All right, let's talk about the Cardinals, man. They played the Giants. I was hoping the Giants just made me a believer and went out and played well against the Cardinals. And I can tell people, see, the Giants are legit. Nah. They had nope. Danny Dimes back and nothing happened. They scored seven points. It was 26 to seven. The Cardinals got it done and they needed to win that game. They're holding on to that number seven seed. And um, it was a bit disappointing. I mean, I always like to see a young man ball out. Colin Murray did okay 24, 35, 20, 44 yards. But I just wanted them so bad to lose to the Giants so I can just fine. I'm still justifying the loss to the Giants <laughs> today Nas. like we're two weeks removed and people are still asking me about this I'm tired of talking about it low-key the Cardinals let me down or excuse me the Giants let me down last week
0: no question about it and here's the thing too man like the Cardinals actually kind of tried to give that game away they weren't <laughs> they weren't playing well they got short field after short field after short field and they kept kicking field goals well they had one drive of more than 34 yards Wow. One drive. all They literally had one drive all game. Everything else was set up. Short field, 34 yards. So ah, It sucks, but um, we're not really worried about the Cardinals. Cardinals are below yeah. us. We beat them. Uh, they can't really do much help to us now. But I should hold my tongue on that because Week 17, they do play the Rams. So yeah. if for some reason the Seahawks don't take care of business, we will hmm. definitely be big Cardinals fans in Week 17. But until then, <laughs> not worried about them.
2: Not worried about him. All right, man. Let's get into these matchups. Let's man up. Hey, who mans is this? Oh man is this. Man up man. Up.
0: Man up, brother. Man up, man up, brother. man up on Hawk Talk. All right, first matchup. Washington football team's quarterback. So Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins versus Seahawks defense. Now, we kind of alluded to it earlier. There's been a lot of movement in the quarterback room for Washington haskins is open the year as a starter you remember he was a top overall pick not the number one overall pick but a top draft pick a couple years ago open the year as a starter and he started the first the team's first four games kyle allen replaced him in week five because of his poor play he started the next four games then he broke his ankle then alex smith got the start against the lions in week 10 and has led them to a four and run record since man Alex Smith, that story is one of the best things I've seen in my life when it comes to overcoming adversity, coming back from a devastating injury. I mean, they are talking about – his injury was so bad, they are comparing it to what happens when guys come back from war. So that's that's all you need to know about the toughness of that dude. Uh, definitely going to be a shoe in for comeback player of the year. Lucky to be alive, let alone playing, starting in the National Football League. His status is uncertain for Sunday, dealing with that cast rain. So we're probably going to weigh up until game time at least to see if he can make the start. If Alex Smith doesn't make the start, Dwayne Haskins will step back into that role. And it's been a roller coaster ride for him. He goes from the starting quarterback to the third string quarterback, potentially back in the lineup. So it's been a carousel of quarterbacks. And both of them are solid, but their offense doesn't do anything that scares me.
2: No, they, they don't. And big ups to Alex Smith. Mental toughness. I would have tapped out and say, I'm done. i made enough money. I'm just going to chill with my fam. He wants to get back in the game. He's led them, like you said, to a 4-1 record since he's been playing. But this offense is still ranked 30th overall. They're still 24th when it comes to running the ball. They're still 26th when it comes to throwing the rock. They're still 24th when it comes to putting up points. So they are who they are. Great story with Alex Smith. If he plays, we'll see what he does. If Dwayne Haskins plays, then I'll just expect two or three turnovers off top. Quarterback situation ain't right over there. Alex Smith will get comeback player of the year. Great story. They will rely heavily on their defense. Next matchup, Russell Wilson versus the Washington defense. Russell's thrown for 36 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, carried the rock 69 times for 423 yards, one touchdown. He broke his own franchise record for passing touchdowns this season with 36 and still has three games to go. He's the only QB in NFL history with a winning record in each of his first nine seasons, needs four more touchdowns to pass Dan Marino for second place for the most passing touchdowns in his first nine years with 267. Stats on stats on stats, Mm -hmm. records on records on records. That's what Russell Wilson does. And this week is going to be tough. It ain't going to be an easy four touchdowns. Everybody's going to get involved. Shoddy and Russ got to be on the same page this week because everyone talks about this Washington football D line, but they got some guys in the secondary who can get it done.
0: Yeah, you mentioned. I mean, they're third in pass defense, allowing just two hundred six yards a game. And like I mentioned earlier, they've allowed a thousand yes yard thousand less yards in the Seahawks defense. It's going to be hard. It's going to be incredibly challenging. And the thing is, is I'm really interested to see how they play us. Their D-line gets after the quarterback, right? So I wonder if if they're going to be really aggressive in the secondary. day. If, if they mm-hmm. feel like Russell's going to be getting the ball out quick, are they going to be playing press man stuff? Are they going to be playing some cover? So it'll be really interesting to see what they drop against us. But Russell Wilson and Chadi are definitely going to have to have their best offensive game plan they've had in a long time because they will be tested heavily on Sunday.
2: They will be tested by this Washington defensive line versus the Seahawks offensive line. This defense is great because of the men with the hand in the dirt. It's Chase Young, it's Monte Sweat, it's Jonathan Allen, it's Payne. They might be the most talented D-line in the NFL and they got a bunch of first-round picks. So that means they've been really bad for a while, and now mm-hmm. they're starting to reap the benefits. Kind of reminds me of the 49ers. Like they drafted all those defensive linemen in the years where they were down. It all starts with a big man up front, and Chase Young, man, as good as advertised. 35 tackles, five and a half sacks, nine tackles for loss, three passes defended, three forced fumbles. One fumble recovery, one touchdown. I mean, the kid is doing it all in his very first year. He's paired with Montez Sweat, 37 tackles, 7 tacks, 12 for loss, five passes defended, one intercession, two forced fumble. He got a touchdown, too. He got defensive lineman, score a touchdown. That defense, last week, scored two touchdowns against the 49ers and took some pressure off of that that offense i don't expect them to score touchdowns this week but there are some other guys who can
0: contribute as well look i mean it, it just doesn't stop jonathan allen 48 tackles two sacks three tackles for loss one forced fumble Payne, 47 tackles two sacks seven tackles for loss three pass defended three forced fumbles one fumble recovery i'm looking at these numbers and i'm like i'm am i looking at linebackers like, <laughs> like honestly that's the first thing that jumped out i'm like yeah these dudes all have over 35 tackles they're active they're getting sacks Look at these TFLs, 12, 7, 3, 9 they They're getting their hands up, defending passes, getting picks, forcing fumbles. I mean, statistically, I mean, this just jumps off the page. They are, they have to be statistically the best defensive line in the NFL, and it looks that way on film. Like We mm-hmm. see the numbers. The paper says, okay, these guys are good. You watch them on film, and you look at what some offensive lines, oh, my God. They are, they'll, they'll get you with everything. They'll get you with a power rush. They'll get you with some nice moves and spins. And then Chase Young. Man, he did his old boy, Joe Burrow, rough when they played. Before Joe Burrow got mm-hmm. hurt, used to be former teammates at Ohio State. I mean, his quickness off the edge just jumps off the sheet. So it's going to be really – it's going to be tough for our offensive line. And the thing we've got to really pay attention to throughout this week is, is right tackle. Brandon Schell yes. kind of reverted back to what he was like when he got hurt uh, initially against the Cardinals. Uh, he left the game, came back out with a boot. So hopefully, you know, Pete Carroll seemed optimistic that he could get, come back this week. If not, hopefully hopefully Cedric Oboje, who was out last last couple of weeks, is can come back and be available on Sunday if need be. If not, it'll be Chad Wheeler. And if it's Chad Wheeler, he's done okay in, in the times he stepped in, but he's definitely going to have his work cut out for him. So I don't know if in the game plan you have Will Disley, Jacob Hollister, Colby Parkinson, running backs, chipping, all that stuff to give some help to these guys up front. And I want to see
2: what type of game Shadowhammer makes this. Because if he wants to go double tight, pack it in, then they'll roll out that 50 front. They got another guy on the bench ready to go. They'll roll out that that five front and really challenge this offensive line. They ran a 50 front a lot against the 49ers and got a lot of push. So what type of game is this going to be? Are they going to compact it? Are they going to spread it out? Uh, We shall see what happens. All right, the next matchup, Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas versus Seahawks secondary. Now, Terry has 73 receptions. 1,000 yards, three touchdowns, his second year in the league, and he is a rising, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say superstar, but a rising star in this league. This kid can play. He's got great routes, has good hands. He has a long reception of 68 yards this year for a touchdown. Duke can play, and he's backed up by Thomas, 49 receptions, 469 yards, five touchdowns, but they still need a quarterback to throw them the ball. That's the thing. Receivers, you can't do it by yourself. You're dependent on a lot of things to go right. If Dwayne Haskins is in this game, I think it gives this defense, Seahawks'
0: defense, an even better
2: chance to
0: put together another good performance. Yeah, man, I think Terry and Thomas, those are good weapons. I think McLaurin, I think he, we haven't heard of him very much in the in the national spotlight. I think the first time I kind of started to pay attention to him is when they played the Steelers on, like, that weird Wednesday afternoon. So there's more yeah. eyeballs on the set. So they got some dudes over there. But, like you mentioned, it comes down to who's throwing them the ball. I think Alex Smith, I hate to say – I don't want to use the word game manager because I hate that word, but yeah. the way he operates a football game, um, he doesn't have a big power arm. He's not going to kill you with 50-yard passes going over the top all day long. He's going to use his checkdowns. So he's going to take what the defense is given him, and he's great at that, um, especially later in his career post-injury. He put up some decent numbers the, the, his last year in, in San Francisco and with the Chiefs before Mahomes, but – if he's in the game, I'm not as worried about things down the field. I'm worried about kind of the short game stuff. Like I said, Thomas running routes underneath. But if it, if it haskins I, I do feel like the Seahawks can create a lot of turnovers for that. And then it leads into our last matchup Washington running backs versus Seahawks front seven. So Antonio Gibson, he's a sneaky good dude, man. He's got yeah. 141 carries for 659 yards, 11 touchdowns, which kind of jumps off. He's getting 4.7 yards a carry. And of course, got to love him, former Seahawk JD McKissick. JD! My man. 66 carries, 299 yards, one touchdown, and also super active in the past game. 58 reception for 426 yards. And I'll say this about JD McKissick. He was such a good dude in this locker room. And I feel like he's finally being used the way he should have been being used here. Mm-hmm. But you remember a lot when he, most of the time he was here, we were struggling up front on the offensive line. Uh, JD McKissick in 2017 scored the Seahawks' last rushing touchdown by a running back, and that happened in week four. Yeah. So, like, you know, J.D. McKissick on a scramble against the Colts. So, like, he's finally being used as kind of like that scat back that he's – he'll run between the tackles when he has to, but he's a guy that gets out to the edge and super active in the pass game. So, the Seahawks definitely, I think, will see a huge step up from what they saw last week at that position.
2: Yes, they will. Big ups, J.D., do your thing. Just not against us this weekend. Please. I have to victory. (laughs)
1: At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk.
2: All right, path to victory. You got to protect Russell Wilson. The ball needs to get out of his hands fast. And this offensive line needs to protect against probably the best D-line in the NFL. Last week, Russ wasn't sacked one time. It'd be nice if that happened this week. I don't. I think it's, something's gonna happen. He will might get sacked once or twice. I'll take. Once you start getting a three, four, five, six, that's where you get in trouble. But you cannot deny the talent on this defensive line. So you got to keep Russell up, and he needs to get the ball out of his hands quickly.
0: Yeah, for sure. And you know, a great way to keep Russell upright is Chris Carson. You need a steady diet of Chris Carson. I've been pounding this into the ground. He needs twenty touches a game, whether yeah. that's through the run, in the pass. He needs to be active, screen game, all that. One of the best ways to slow down a great rush uh, pass rush is running the football. The Seahawks did a great job last Sunday. We're going to need another replay performance this week. And they need to start fast. Do not be the
2: Seahawks that I was on in 2008, <laughs> 2009, where uh-uh. we used to go back east and just get smacked in the morning. No, start fast. Be who you are. We went back easy against the Bills, started slow, big kick returns. Josh Allen looking like an MVP. Let's get back to the basics. I don't know what you got to do, what your, your, t- your sleep is like, what your routine is like. But, Pete, get those guys there early, and let's take care of them.
0: Yeah, no question. The thing about it, the weird thing about the Bills game is – they got so good at 10 a.m. starts. They got so good, and they won like 10 in a row, so it was so weird to see for the first time in a long time them just not look like they were ready to go. They looked flat. It was it was a tough look against the Bills, so we got to get away from that. And, man, we need another strong performance from this defense, man. Whoever's playing quarterback is prone to turning the ball over. Okay, Alex Smith, I think, gives them a better chance to win, but if Haskins is in there, we just need to take the ball away. We've been playing so good defensively over the last month the one thing we're not doing great is taking the ball away. Quandre Diggs is, is really excelling in that in that stat category right now. But as a unit, we need to do more. We need to take the ball away. They got some ballers, but they don't score points. We need we need to take the ball away and keep it that way.
2: 10-4. and 10-4 and four is what you need to do. I know this game doesn't mean much when it comes to the, the division, but you might have a chance. Green Bay still has to play the Titans. The Saints still have to play the Chiefs. Hey, anything can happen. You take care of business here. You put yourself in good position to at least fight for that number one spot.
0: No question about it. Reminder everybody you can hear us everywhere. Seahawks.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and much more. And also Cairo Radio and 710 ESPN Seattle is your home for the Seattle Seahawks. Don't miss the Pete Carroll show on 710 ESPN Seattle at 930 when he joins Danny, Gallant, and Michael Bumpus the morning after every game. Another big week going back east. Like you mentioned, we gotta get to 10 and 4 keep pace, and set up that huge matchup against the L.A. Rams.
2: Offense, come out. Do what you do. Defense, do what you've been doing. It's been real. That's Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 15. The Seahawks go east and play the Washington football team. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nassi Choby. We'll highlight y'all soon.